Awesome. Welcome. That's so great. And it was re really nice to hear the chatter. I know it's a little bit different, and it maybe felt a little bit different. We don't normally do this on a Sunday morning uh, for church, but uh, it felt important to do it this, this year. And the reason we're here for Palm Sunday is because we are here to celebrate Jesus coming, coming in to uh, Jerusalem on a donkey, being hailed as king as we prepare for Easter. So Good Friday when he's, when he's put to death and crucified, and then Resurrection Sunday next week when he comes back to life. And that's the whole crux of basically the Christian story. And so I want to read just a quick passage from kind of where this whole idea of Palm Sunday comes from. And it comes from, uh, I'm reading from Mark 11. And the backstory to this story is that Jesus has been spending weeks and weeks slowly migrating closer to Jerusalem for Passover. He was on a pilgrimage. And he's on a pilgrimage with hundreds, if not thousands, of other Jews who are making their way from around Jerusalem and the, and the known world to come to Jerusalem for Passover. And he was taking his sweet time. He was stopping in, in villages and along the road. And he was healing people and preaching. And at this point in the story, Jesus is a very well-known celebrity. He's been ministering for about three years. Everybody's kind of heard the name Jesus, even if they hadn't seen him face to face. And so wherever he went, there's people, crowds following him. And this expectation of Jesus had, had really kind of become fever pitch. They really had a high expectations of who they thought Jesus was going to be. And most people thought he was going to be the Messiah. And so Mark 11, when he was nearing Jerusalem at Bethpage and Bethany on Mount Olives, he sent two of his disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt tethered, one that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Say, the master needs him, and we'll return him right away. They went and found a colt tied to a door on the street corner, untied it. Some of those standing there said, what are you doing untying that colt? The disciples replied exactly as Jesus instructed them, and the people let them alone. They brought the colt to Jesus, spread their coats on it, and he mounted it. The people gave him a wonderful welcome. Some throwing their coats in the street, others spreading out their rushes or their palm branches they had cut in the fields, running ahead and following after. They're calling out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in God's name, blessed is the, kingdom, the coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest heaven. The city of Jerusalem had, is kind of on a, on a mountain, like kind of precipice, and the, hill, the path going up that Jesus would have went on was kind of like a, a crescendo up to the city. And when the people saw Jesus on a colt, they knew who Jesus was. And they saw the colt. And they knew, because this has been part of their, their culture for hundreds of years, that this was a kingly welcome. Jesus was entering the city or making his way towards the city as only a king would. And so they started running and rushing towards him. I love how Mark describes it. There's a running ahead and a rushing behind. You should imagine the swirl of people as Jesus is coming closer and closer to the city. And they're, they're basically symbolically lying prostrate towards him. They don't want to throw themselves on the ground because they don't want to get trampled by the donkey. So they put their coats. They put their rushes. They're making a path for Jesus. 
to walk excitedly. And they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. Look what God has done. And then they throw out this name that's really important. They say, he's coming in the kingdom of David. Long, long, long before this, David sacked Jerusalem. Cleverly, the military leader, the king of Israel, conquered Jerusalem hundreds of years before and made Jerusalem capital. And this name, David, is a very consequential name in Jewish history. And to throw that name out is to say, oh boy, this guy, Jesus, is actually taking on the mantle of the first real king of Israel, David. And he's coming into the city like David did. And they got really, really, really excited. They thought that Jesus was going to come into the city and on his donkey and make his way towards the palace. He's the Messiah. He's victor. He's liberator. He's prophet. He is healer. He is teacher. He is king. He's going to come into the city, dispose of Herod, and he's going to make us free. Finally, we will be a free people from Rome, from Roman occupation. This guy is the Messiah. God has sent him. The lineage David, that's good news. Hosanna, Hosanna. Palm branches, cheering, excitement. And basically my whole life, I thought Palm Sunday was a celebration, a parade. Who likes going to parades? Really? <laughs> Only the kids, the adults, you don't like going to parades? You don't like seeing Santa Claus? Thank you, Betty. Come on, be honest. Who likes a good parade? Don't be shy. Put up your hand. Who doesn't like free candy being thrown at you? I thought Palm Sunday was a like a parade, like a celebration. Like, wow, we're Jesus' victor. He's champion. Yeah, Palm Sunday. Exciting. But the, if you're honest, the more honest I get with the narrative, it's actually not a celebration of Jesus, it is a reflection, for me, it's becoming a reflection of horridly failed expectations of Jesus. The people in that crowd, there's all kinds of excited people, and they expected a lot from Jesus. But in that crowd, there's also skeptics who, who didn't believe, who weren't sure who Jesus was. They're the, per the peripheral players. They're on the, the outside of that crowd. They're looking and they're like, I don't know what to think of this guy. He's a good, a good storyteller. He's a wise moral teacher. I'll give him that. But Messiah? I'm not sure. Looking from afar, from above, was the power structure of Israel. The priests, the high priests, the Pharisees. They're looking down with contempt and hatred. They hated Jesus. They were conspiring to kill him. They didn't like what he stood for. They didn't like what he was doing. And there are people, good, honest people, who loved Jesus but had false expectations of him. Everybody thought they knew his next move. And so it's really surprising that Jesus walks in to Jerusalem on the back of a colt 
after this big parade of celebration, and he passes by the palace. Interesting move, Jesus. What are you doing that for? And he goes into the temple. Oh, that's, oh, of course, the king. He would go to the temple to worship and make sacrifice. And then Jesus actually walks into the temple and up the stairs, and he flips the tables over. And he pushes over the money changers. And he lets the animals out. And he actually stops the sacrificial system for working. Big surprise. And then the disciples, okay, well, that's a really weird thing you did, Jesus. You've really upset the apple cart here, Jesus. What's next? Nothing. The day passes and Jesus leaves. The next day he goes back. He doesn't go to the palace. The day, the hours pass, the nights passes, and day after day, he's not going to the palace. He's not going to shake the power structure. And within the week, the crowd that, with jubilation and joy, welcomed him as king, pointed their fingers at him to put him to death. Maybe that's a dark Palm Sunday reflection. But to me, it's an honest one. I have to ask myself, and the reflection for us this morning is, what do we expect of Jesus? Who do we want Jesus to be? There may be skeptics in the room. There may be fence-sitters, peripheral people, people who love Jesus, people who are angered by what's happening in the world. I don't know. What do we expect of Jesus? And are we ready? Are we open-hearted and to see him and accept him for who he is. That he's the suffering servant who willingly went to his death for the crowd, the people, the Pharisees, for me, for you. To rewrite the narrative of history. And so, in, in, in the love of Jesus, I pray that you have a good wonderful, reflective Palm Sunday. And I pray that you'll be able to, to hear Jesus' voice as he's speaking to you and that we will be willing and open to accept him for what he has to say to us and for who he is. So I'm going to pray and then we're gonna, we're gonna, we've got one more song and then we can... Uh, I would encourage you at the end to take a look at the beautiful temple Lego Jesus versions of our Palm Sunday. And if you would, you're invited to write a little note out of a piece of green piece of paper and lay your expectations of Jesus on the road of Lego Jesus if you wanted to as a, as a point of reflection. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this day and I thank you uh, that you are, are still even now baffling and still even now you are defying all expectations of, our, of how feeble and fickle as people we can be that we limit you and we confine you and we uh, often misunderstand you. And Jesus, I thank you that you, your love for us extends rationality and that you are so gracious with us and you're so kind to us and you're so patient with us and that you, your, your voice and your song continually calls out to us. 
And Jesus, I pray now that we would be courageous uh, to hear it and to respond and to be open to seeing who you are. I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone gathered. And I thank you for this morning in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Blue Mountain Community Church Podcast. May God's word fill you up this week. God bless.